My name is Wayne Jones. Welcome to My Sam Johnson. This week's episode is called Details from Sam's Biographers. Who thinks what is important? And uh, the the title derives from the, as I mentioned, I keep a blog as well, having to do with this book that I'm writing. And uh, what I did in the blog entry was to basically take an incident from Sam's life and look at how uh, four of the four out of many biographers, uh, you know, there are there are scores of biographers of Johnson, how they how they treated it, just the sort of. Uh, you know, as a kind of a, a test to see, not a test, but so much a demonstration of, uh, of how different people, different biographers judge what's important and what's not important uh, in someone's life. Um, a biography, I mean, I, I think this is just a truism to say, but a biography is necessarily selective. You can't really, uh, obviously, perhaps, uh, write everything about every, everything that happens to a person. Not only would that be unreadable, e- even if it were possible, but uh, it, there is something about selection that's important. I mean, not everything is important to telling a story. I mean, I mean, even just 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 to take this ridiculous scenario a little further let's say someone lived to be 75 and someone was able to document everything they did from zero to 75 uh you know you'd end up with a biography that would be what 500,000 pages long I'm not quite sure (laughs) not including the end notes of course and uh you know I I mean the more you sort of uh take it and and follow it through as a kind of a, a, a thought idea, um, uh, the more you realize how ridiculous it is. And even in cases, of course, in cases, you know, there are lots of biographies that are written, you know, the scholarly biographies that are written or any biography that's written about Sam Johnson now are written by people who never spent a single second in his presence. Uh, you know, it's all about uh, researching at archives and looking at other biographies and making conclusions and making selections and all sorts of things like that. So it's taking a whole sort of mountain of messy material and somehow putting it into into um, into a readable thing, you know, into something, uh, into a story, I suppose, in a certain way. Um and I wanted to talk about that a little too, because the the thing about biography that I've always found fascinating is that, uh, you know, a biography in a way gives a false idea of what it must have been like for the person at the time. Um, you know, I don't know about you, but like, I don't feel that my life uh, is you know, being lived according to some pattern and that you could, at the end, you could write it down and make conclusions and that this led to this and that sort of thing. So that in a certain way, a biography is a very sanitized or cleaned up version. Uh, and in a certain way, I'm talking about an, either an average or a bad biography, I suppose, uh, or something far from an ideal uh, in a certain way, a biography basically, um, you know, establishes a certain uh, pattern or story that the person themselves probably didn't feel was happening in that same way while they were living it. You know, the life recorded is not the same as the life lived. Uh, maybe that's a, a, like an obvious statement. Uh, so you sort of have two things. Uh, 
uh, opposites in a certain way. One is that uh, the story is too neat. Like everything, you know, X led to Y and Y led to Z and Z related back to Q and that sort of thing, where it seems like a very mathematical and designed kind of life. And the other one is one sort of like the one I was talking about, the 500,000 page one, or a poorly written biography where, you know, where strands of commonalities that happened in a person's life are not drawn together or where conclusions are not made by the biographer, you know, and I, th- I think that's uh, one of the most important, one of the most important things, you know, you sort of have to realize that there, there's a corpus of material about a person and you have to select from that. You can't write everything. You can't say everything. Uh, perhaps it's fair to say that you can't have a bias either. Like you can't be, you know, emphasizing a certain part of, say, Sam's life because that's just what you're interested in, and and you're you're interested in improving some obscure theory about Sam in some sort of way. Uh, but emphasis is important, uh, and select selection is important as well. And those are the things that will sort of uh, come out in a, in any biography that uh, that you write. Um, and I, I think like what, what the biographer needs to do, and again, this gets back to the whole business of uh, the biography itself probably being very different from the way Sam felt during his life. You know, the biographer needs to draw some conclusions and also sort of put some threads together, like, you know, to see sort of patterns, say, in Sam's life, you know. It, it sort of reminds me of what you hear about what the uh, psychologists and psychiatrists do where uh, they you know they will have conversations with a person and make them see things that they never quite realized themselves uh, you know patterns or uh, things that were super important in their life and that really uh, they didn't realize that kind of thing in a certain way that's what a biographer is doing I'm, I'm not saying that Sam didn't or couldn't have realized these things himself, but a biographer, a biographer necessarily is doing that uh, because you're not working with all the material. You have to take what you have. And, you know, if you see a certain sort of pattern, like to take an obvious one with Sam, and it's one that I've mentioned here before, and it's one, frankly, that I intend to focus on in, in my biography is his, um, melancholy you know his his fits of depression those sorts of things that's that's sort of a common pattern throughout all you know virtually all of his life and that's something that's interesting to pursue you know that that sort of thing that uh, what it says about him how he thought of himself that sort of thing uh i mean in a way those are um those are things that i'm interested in personally about him those are things that i'm interested in personally kind of about everyone and my including myself so you know i I, it's interesting to see this in him and it's not that it's certainly not that sam didn't realize when he was uh uh you know being melancholic you know he wrote about it a lot uh he may not have realized this this would be interesting like for example there's a lot a lot of self-flagellation on the part of sam in many of the things that he writes, uh, where he will be putting himself down, uh, usually in the form or often sometimes in the form of prayer. 
<laughs> which just as a side note, you know, whenever you're talking to God, it seems that there's always a little self-flagellation <laughs> involved. It's like God demands that somehow. Uh, but uh, I, I wonder whether Sam was aware of the fact that he was doing that. Uh, I, I know I've had the experience in my own life, and I'm sure you could probably relate to things in your own life too, where someone has pointed something out to you about you that you, you, you go, Oh my God, I never, you know, you might not say it in that kind of dramatic movie like way, but later you might think about it and say, and think, you know, that's right. I I do do that. And, and, you know, it could be anything from some interesting character tick to uh, something very profound that you don't realize about yourself until someone points it out to you. And uh, I find that really, really interesting, that whole, uh, that whole uh, idea. And the other thing, too, about, uh, uh, I was talking about biographers having to draw conclusions and that sort of thing. Uh, I mean, part of the reason for that is that you can't really write a biography. You could, uh, I suppose, but a biography, you know, a well, a full biography, a biography with kind of heart in it can't really be just a narrative. You know, it can't be, you know, he did this between this date and this date, and then he got married, and then this happened, and that happened, and that happened, and then he died kind of thing with with no attempt at all. I mean, that's like a, that's a chronology, basically. You know, that's fair game for a chronology. You know, you can, and in fact, you often see those at the beginnings of biographies you'll see and it'll be marked in, in such a way chronology and it'll just give date this happened date this happened date this happened uh, but you can't that can't be a biography even if you did flesh it out a bit I mean a biography needs to uh, it needs to a biographer needs to make connections needs to see ver- various strands as I was saying and, and sort of bring those together and make uh, comments on it and given that fact, you know, there's no such thing. And this probably, you know, is part of the reason uh, why there are biographies still being written about Sam Johnson. Uh, you know, a biography is necessarily subjective. You know, it's, it's about a person and written by a person. So, you know, even if it were possible, as I was saying in the ridiculous example of, uh, you know, writing the 500,000 page biography because you know everything about the person, even if that were possible, uh, because that's not possible, what you're dealing with is an imperfect person coming upon a pile of information or having access to a pile of information and trying to write a biography that's not a mere chronology, but that uh, where the biographer, me in this case, is trying to draw some conclusions or point out some things. And it's not that I'm trying to uh, necessarily, you know, point out something that no one else has ever realized. But uh, there are, as I mentioned, uh, emphases that one puts, you know, uh, you know, I already have in mind, for example, certain things that I will be emphasizing. And in a way, uh, you know, I necessarily have to do that because that's, you know, I'm writing based on my interest and based on the fact that I think those things are important. But in a certain way also, that's what makes a biography very subjective. You know, this is this will be my take on Sam Johnson's life. And it's as good or bad as 
anyone else's take sort of i mean there are other, lots of there's a large group of people who know lots more about sam johnson than i do and who are brighter than i am and could put together a better biography on the other hand there's a <laughs> some size of group of people who are dumber than I am and couldn't put the thing together so and and wouldn't have the same emphases so uh that's what I think of when when I'm 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 writing this biography and as an example and just to end off I wanted to talk about my just quickly about two experiences I've had with with writing kinds of biographies one is was a very short memoir of myself, memoir is really too grand a word about it uh, to describe it. But I was, I was it's a book called um, it's a book called Less, uh, and it's basically about what I call personal minimalism. So I wrote this about myself, and I have a tendency towards minimalism. And what I was trying to um, uh, discover is basically does my attitude towards minimalism in my physical life, you know, where I have a very minimal domestic space, for example, does that also translate into how I treat people so that I want, you know, as soon as, and I, I, I may even have this line in the book, as soon as people get messy, you throw them out as well, that kind of thing. So I was exploring that idea. And I remember when I was writing that book, which turned out to be a very, very short uh, book of about, I don't know, 60 pages or so, I had a huge amount of information that a pile of information that basically I, I had to cut down. And uh, that reminds me a bit of the, you know, that 500,000 page book I was talking about. I had too much information or I had more information than I needed to make my point, I suppose. And so I remember that the the big effort was the two big efforts were cut down on the information and organize the thing in a way that makes sense. And uh, that's how I succeeded. And I'm, I'm pretty pleased with the way uh, that, ended, that, uh, that turned out, basically. That was uh, many years ago now that I, that I wrote that. And only a couple of years ago, I was the co-author of a biography of a stand-up comedian <clears throat> named Greg Giraldo. And uh, that was a very different effort. I mean, uh, it's... Uh, generally it's not a not a common thing for people and he had he had only died you know a, f a few years before kind of thing um um when we started anyway <laughs> it took us four four or five years to write the book uh but um it, it's not really a common thing to write about stand-up comedians like that that's not you know for others to do that often you'll have comedians writing about themselves and they will get a ghostwriter to help them this kind of thing but I my co-author and I basically just started from scratch and did the research basically we did a huge amount of uh, interviewing of people uh did over 60 interviews I remember and um uh did a lot of research online uh, and I don't mean just poking around on the internet. I mean, you know, looking for uh, authoritative information, that sort of thing. Uh, and ended up again with a book that I'm I'm very very pleased with. And again, it was a case of having way too much information. You know, we had, uh, you know, for example, in in just to take the interviews as an example, uh, you have sixty interviews. You have, let's say, 
I don't know, 75 hours of information and more than that, because some of the interviews went on for hours uh, and some of them were, you know, 25 minutes kind of thing. But, you know, you can't put all of that information in. So it was always a case of cutting down. And uh, again, you establish your sort of your, your narrative, uh, uh, the story that you want to tell, but you really have a, a lot of information. And the other thing I wanted to say about that too is that is, is I've always thought too, uh, especially with the, uh, the 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 second book, the 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 biography of the comedian. You know, the, we we tried to get certain interviews, and this was a he was a fairly uh, well he was a very re- well respected comedian. And the people you're trying to get interviews with are not, you know, the guys who are, uh, and I mean no, no disrespect for this because it's a very honorable profession, are not the guys who are, you know, unknown comedians who are doing stand-up in small clubs in small cities. We were trying to get interviews with, uh, you know, the, the sort of the, I don't want to say top tier, but the better known comedians and not for cachet purposes. That wasn't the idea. These just happened to be the people that he fraternized with and that could give us some useful information. And we certainly did also interview some stand-up comedians who, who were unknown, who were unknown to me at the time, who gave us some very, very good information and some very, some very good anecdotes. The point I wanted to make is that for some of the well-known comedians, we tried and we tried and we tried. And for whatever reason, you know, because they're too busy, because they didn't, you know, they you know, they were wondering, who's this Canadian guy trying to bother us about getting an interview? Or their, you know, their people didn't let us get through the barrier to get through. It was just, you know, from their point of view, someone wanting to harangue the comedian about something or other, that kind of thing. So I always wondered about, you know, there's, there's, two or three choice interviews that we just did not get and how that might have changed the book a bit because we would have gotten some extra information uh, that we didn't otherwise. But uh, anyway, we're, we, I ended up pretty pleased with the whole thing and so did my, uh, so did my co-author. But I'm fascinated by the idea about the amount of information that you can have that in a sense you want as much as you can get. But once you have what, all you all you can get you have to start cutting it back because it's too much so i think i'll leave it there for this week uh thanks for listening uh this this uh, podcast is called my sam johnson uh that's what the title of the biography will be as well you can subscribe to uh, this podcast wherever you subscribe to podcasts or you can go to mysamjohnson.com and uh, get access to it that way. I really appreciate your listening and I'll talk to you again next week.